This episode is brought to you by 2 Before Performance Nutrition. 2 Before is a natural sports performance supplement made from New Zealand blackcurrant berries. There's a growing body of evidence behind these berries for improving endurance and kickstarting recovery. With a sweet and tangy berry flavor, you can mix it in water, juice, sports drinks, and smoothies. For optimal results, drink daily 30 to 60 minutes before training. Use code INDIANA30 online at 2before.com for 30% off 20-pack products and free shipping. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they've gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course of the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. The following is a conversation with 2022 Cathedral Ground Reese Sanders. Reese was a five-time All-State finisher in track, twice in the 100-meter hurdles, and three times in the 300-meter hurdles, winning state twice in the event. Upon graduation, Reese joined the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. At Notre Dame, as a freshman, Reese finished eighth in the pentathlon at indoor ACCs and finished 14th in the 400-meter hurdles at outdoor ACCs. During this conversation, we discussed her start in track, the impact of losing her sophomore year to COVID, what it was like winning state her junior year, and how that compared to defending her title her senior year, the importance of enjoying the journey and the relationships you make along the way, making the decision to go to Notre Dame, how the transition has gone so far, what goals she has for her sophomore year and beyond, and much more. Reese has an unquenchable desire to be great and to be the best version of herself. Through COVID, through battling through injury, she's always bet on herself and believed in herself, and it's paid off. As always, thank you all for listening to and supporting this podcast. We couldn't do it without you. Hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you Reese Sanders. All right, Reese, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? Hello, Josh. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Um, in my dorm, Notre Dame, Kavanaugh Hall. Um, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's a beautiful background you got with the <laughs> all the fans. <laughs> a lot of fans. Um, yep, it's in the summer is um very very hot, and we don't have AC in this building. Oh, so fans are mandatory. Yeah. yeah, is that every dorm in Notre Dame, or is it no? Just- it's only some. It's the older dorms that get no AC, but yeah. but. It's usually very, very cold, so that doesn't last very long. So now it's time to be by the um, heater. So yeah, yeah. I went to Purdue, and we, I think most like similarly, most had AC, but some didn't, and yeah, it's a luxury. <laughs> but also, like yeah. like you said, when you're in school, most of the time it's like not blazing hot, like you're right. somewhere you're at home. You get like two um, months of it, maybe one. Yeah, exactly. Makes you stronger though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah. Um, so you probably just started indoor season. How is that kicking off for you? Yeah, we're two meets in. I'd say the first one was kind of like, you know, get the rust, get the rust off. Because um, that one was December 1st. And then we have the whole winter break. Um, which is training on your own, just doing the workouts. I went on vacation, got to rest. And then we have one right when we come back. We had one last weekend. I honestly wasn't very satisfied with how I did. Um, but it was a lot of fun. 
and we have a uh, meet tomorrow this weekend pretty much every weekend until ACC's um which is in February late February so um so far so good I like the way I look in practice which is really nice um but yeah looking looking forward to actually competing as well as I'm doing in practice yeah yeah I was gonna ask that like do you I don't know how do you know what kind of form you're in like are there like key workouts that you're hitting or is it kind of just right. thing or actually yes so I'm running the 600 meter tomorrow I did this I guess 800 type workout on Monday and it went really really well you know there's just like a certain type of shape that you have to be in for that type of workout and the coach gave me these times I was under them which was really nice and so I think I'm gonna run really well tomorrow so yeah there are workouts and then with multi with all the field events and the technical things just little things kind of tell you that you're getting better better um you know jumping farther um just comments made by the coach really um i'm starting to understand how things should feel mm. in those events too so when i realize oh okay that was wrong and i can pick out before my coach even picks out what was wrong with it mm. i'd say that's kind of how you know um, that you're getting better so are you running the flat 600 the what the flat yeah like no hurdles or um yeah it's no hurdles tomorrow just a 600 meter okay so well, I'm gonna I'm... run the 60 hurdles that's separate but 600 meters open okay gotcha um who decides like what you're doing are you is it mostly your say or is it kind of the team's needs or what mm. where's the balance Usually... there yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, I'd say coach definitely has overall rule. I don't really think I should be having a say anyways, because he probably knows best. Um, so really it is up to the coach and not everyone gets to travel. So whatever they think is going to be best for the team and who they think should travel, um, they, they kind of decided all and, I just got to do what they ask of me, um, whether I want to do it or not. But usually I'm all in. So don't really have a problem with whatever they tell me um, I should be doing. There we go. Uh, well, awesome. I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk your your life and how everything's been going recently as well. We open every episode with what's called tier talk. So mm -hmm. we make our top three in a certain category. Uh, mm -hmm. This week, uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but we're gonna go with it. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the, this is episode sixty-four, and wow. I haven't repeated yet or anything. And so hey. I usually just like sit down to make the outline. And I'm just like, huh, what would be a good one, you know? Yeah, just a little. I don't know. So, but it's what are the best live events? Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, the best live events. I I'll let you go first. I have my three, but. I'll let you go first. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, so number three for me is, this is kind of broad, but a small concert of an artist you like. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've been to like a fair amount of concerts in my life. And obviously like I've been to stadium tours. I've been to like festivals, but there's something about like a small room because it's typically like a smaller artist 
that maybe like other people don't appreciate as much as you. But just like a small venue, small setting of an artist you like, it's just kind of like a intimate, cool experience. So I feel like that's that's number three for me. Number two, this is also kind of vague in general, but uh, a high stakes sport game. So mm -hmm. it could be like a, a playoff game. I guess that's probably typically what it's going to be. Um, or like a winner go home kind of regular season type of game. I feel like just the energy and buzz of a game like that is awesome and worth like being in person for. And then number one, it is an Indiana running podcast after all. So I said, <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know, both cross country and track have like their own, I don't know, cool aspects of it. Especially like when you're an athlete or coaching, like everything is just working towards this one day and mm -hmm. everybody's together. Everybody's been working like towards the same day. Right. It's, like it's there's some energy about it. It's hard to describe, obviously. Yeah. But those are my top three. So those are good. Those are good. Thank you. Um. Okay. <laughs> my number. <laughs> th I I don't think ah I didn't really rank them. Does it matter what rank? So is it like ranked? Like third is the third, or I mean, are we just saying typically? Three? But you can you can follow your heart if you want. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um number three i have track nationals or accs um i love the ihs aa meet but um gotta move on from that <laughs> um so yeah i said accs because um, it's always fun to be you know if my teammates are at nationals i like to like see the live events come in or like there's an 800 left of a pentathlon um seeing who's gonna win the national title that was mm -hmm. uh, very cool. And that's cool because I know these these girls and they're doing crazy things. Um, my second was a Notre Dame football game, <laughs> um, especially the high stake ones. Um, and then being there always at the live football games is so fun. And then number one, I have a concert. So very generic, but um, I've never been to like a small concert I've usually just go to the huge ones in the stadiums. Um, so my favorites have been Justin Bieber and small artist. <laughs> yeah, small artist. Um, and then I recently went to Morgan Wallen, which that was a lot of fun too. Oh, nice. so those are my three. There you go. Um, so what's the the feeling or the vibe around campus about Notre Dame football? Like obviously fairly new coach, like it's, <laughs> uh, maybe not as at the point you want to be at like are people optimistic or about the season for them yeah or I don't know maybe the season but also just like going forward like are, I don't know people yeah like... I'd say for sure Notre Dame football like the community around it and the way it makes campus feel so small and I guess big at the same time because it really does put us on the map sometimes especially athletically wise and all that we get from their program, um, I'd say it's very, very optimistic. We love our quarterback always, um, always some like campus celebrities when you see the players and they're like very, very much around like athletes are very much on campus and so very good vibes and everybody loves Marcus Freeman um, just because he's good looking, honestly, which is funny <laughs> um, to me. Yeah. Um, 
And then with the Sam Hartman and Marcus Freeman combo, that was <laughs> hilarious. There are just so many memes about them both. And I think I think the students are really good at taking bad scenarios and making them funny or like good. So yeah. um, the Ohio State game, though, that was devastating for a lot of us. Campus was very quiet after that day and that evening. So honestly, a lot of a lot of um, a lot goes into the the football program with students investing a lot of time into it. So, oh, I bet. Yeah, so much history too. Um, and then on the concert side of things, is there is there artists like smaller artists that you follow that you'd want to go see, or is it mostly bigger? Honestly, no. I'm very generic and don't really explore music options if they're not already on the radio. Like I'm not very fancy with it, I would say. Yeah. Do you listen to music like while you're studying or if you're ever running alone or anything? Mm, definitely running alone. And it's usually like the top hits. Yeah. Or country, Morgan Wallen. Um no, not studying. I can't do I can't multitask. Yeah. See, oh you, you just go blank. Just, yeah, just like no, nothing, I have, yeah. have silence. Focused. Yes. Okay, nice. And my uh, fiance is like pretty similar when it comes to music. Like she like likes the music that she likes and doesn't, not that she's like opposed to exploring, but right. I know there's like some comfort in listening to stuff that you know. You I know? agree. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. So that was, a, that was a good top three. I liked it. So our next icebreaker is what's called car talk. So it's the thoughts you have when you're alone, when you're driving in the car, on a run, whatever it may be. Something this actually got mentioned on the last episode I did, but some and something I've been thinking about a little bit more this week. And you're probably in an opposite position where you're meeting a ton of people at college. Your your circle's kind of growing as mm-hmm. you go, but I'm now like five or six years removed from college, which is kind of crazy, yeah. but. I feel like as I've, I don't know, separated from college and gotten older, my like inner circle of the people that I really keep in touch with has shrunk. I don't know, like I'm sure you're experiencing this now. Um, like everybody on the team, you're getting to know and becoming friends with in the classes and everything. And I don't know, it's just like a different world when you're in college. And then you like graduate, everyone kind of goes they're separate directions in some ways some people stay close but you don't see everybody right. and just life gets busy and I feel like it's I don't know, I've, I've my capacity to have a ton of friendships and live life I guess has like shrunk and I've I've valued the five to ten friends that I'm closest with a lot more and then especially yeah. family um there was a year where I lived in Baltimore and I I don't know, I thought I was ready to live away from home, like far away from home, but it like taught me to appreciate family a lot more, not having like ready access to them all right. the time. So just learning a lot of lessons about the people in my life that matter. So thinking, thinking a lot about that over the past week or so. And then this past Sunday, um, which is when I was doing the outline, or maybe it was Monday when I was doing the outline, but I had previously just spent the whole day like cleaning the house and doing laundry <laughs> and everything. It's just like so demoralizing when you spend the whole 
weekend yes. day, like catching up on life. I'm sure you feel that a little bit too. So just a yeah, unfortunate part of life. But so yeah, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about the past week or so. Has there been anything on your mind recently? Yeah, so um, I love those, by the way. Those were great. I totally agree with you. Although my circle may be getting bigger and I'm meeting a lot of people, it is still really important that I, you know, have quality over quantity. And that's kind of how I've been, you know, for all of my life. Um, So I totally agree in that regards. And um, cleaning days are, honestly, I love cleaning days because my mind gets like refreshed too. Mm, Um, For sure. It is. Uh-huh. It's a great feeling at the end, like when everything is. is done, and especially going into a new week and everything's just like reset. But right. It's like, dang, now we got uh, a whole you work need a we got after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my car talk thoughts. So my more serious one was, I won't be remembered by the things that I do in track, but um, but how I treated the people that were you know doing track with me and I have thought about this recently um because um you know after a bad meet you don't always feel great and I just got you just got to remember that being you know a good person is honestly more important and that I mean obviously I want to have great successes you know but um it's important that I am a leader still um, when you have bad days and are kind um, to the people who may have done better, better than you. And that that's really what matters is, is that and you'll be remembered by that. Um, less serious though. Um, I don't know if you knew, but it was been snowing very, very bad the last week or two. It's finally settling down, but it was like ice cold <laughs> negatives um, the roads were terrible. I was stuck in a hotel because we had gotten back from campus or I'd gone back from break early to go um, to practice and they paid for us to stay in a hotel. And I was driving in my dad's car because my car doesn't do well in the snow. And it was cold and I had to scrape off all of the snow and ice from the windshield. It took forever. And I thought, Wow. Out of all the places I could have gone, I went to like the coldest place ever. And I was like <laughs> regretting my life decisions just because of the weather. Yeah. Obviously, my mind is a lot better now. The weather's settled down. I love it here. But that was my other car thought was, what am I doing? Am I crazy? I, yeah. want, I just want to run and I can't and I'm freezing and I can only run inside is what my my thoughts were. That's right. I know we so, have we've had such a mild winter and like I don't know it's been cold but not freezing you know for most of the winter and then this past yeah. two weeks have been been rough. It was, it was insane. I was getting it was like we got like an email saying like don't be outside for longer than thirty minutes or else like frostbite can <laughs> um, dress warm dress. I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah. Uh, so I guess my other car thought going along with your less serious one. I, I always thought it was a myth that you had to like start your car up before you drive it when it's like freezing cold out. I was like, I, cause I've, I feel like I've always, the times where I've gotten into my car immediately, it's never really done anything. But one of those days when it was freezing, I was like running late to something and I just like jumped in the car and started it. And I got like around the block and I was sitting at an intersection, like right next to my house. 
the light turns green in my car. Like I'm pressing the gas, but it's not going uh, anywhere. <laughs> but I'm going like one mile per hour. And like, so yeah. I just slowly like creep at one mile per hour, like into the intersection around the corner into this parking lot. <laughs> I just waited and like let my car heat up, but I learned that lesson the hard way <laughs> to let <laughs> the car warm up. Yes. Uh, yeah. So your serious thought, I feel like that's, that's a really important lesson to learn. I feel like it's hard to recognize that, like when you're in the middle of like training in the middle of everything. Right. Uh, was there like a key moment when you learned that lesson or has it been kind of like a progressive, like, um, okay, like success isn't everything. Like relationships are really important too. Yeah, no, that's definitely been progressive. My mom has always told me that too. So that's always been in the back of my mind. And I know that it's very true because I think of like a teammate, like my role model, Jaden, who's a champion, national champion. Like she has all this success, but that's really not why I'm, you know, really good friends with her. And that's not why I look up to her, but it's because of, of the way she treats people. Um, I remember when she won her national championship, like I didn't congratulate her. I mean, of course I congratulated her on her championship, but I told her, you know, you deserve this. And it's so much more meaningful because I know how good of a person you are and how mm -hmm. like deserving you are of it. And so that was like a big moment. And then always having that back in my mind, also with graduating Cathedral High School, I would say, yes, I had some successes on the track, but I really, really hope that more people remember me for a, who I was as a friend and mm. a teammate and a leader, hopefully. And I feel like that's just so much more important than, than like the successes you have. I think if we're looking like outer, out, out of ourselves in a way. That's a great point. Yeah. And especially with one with Jaden, is that her name? Mm -hmm. You said like, I don't know, even thinking about like your success, like if you, I don't know, have a, a big moment in the future, like who do you want to be there? Like who do you want exactly. to care about it? Yeah. Right. Like no one will care if, if you're not nice to them. No one cares if you win, you know, national championship, if you're not deserving of it, if you've treated people poorly to get there, like no one cares. Yeah, for sure. And it, as but cliche I as it is, like also it really is about the journey too because like when mm -hmm. you get to that point like and you have the successful moment like the I don't know the rush of it the excitement of it I feel like it wears off pretty quick and it kind right. of it's not fun to think about that but it's kind of true it is it's true it's just um and it's funny that you brought that up because it's like I work so hard so so hard just to have that little rush one day in hopes that it all pays off but it like it does wear off and that's why it's so important to to just make friends and be a good teammate because it's it's just one one moment I'm fiending for but <laughs> you don't always get that moment like I pray that I do but you have to have something outside of it yeah yeah, something Lily just said there, like, you don't always get that moment. Like, you, you just never know, too. Like, yeah. something can happen. Yeah. But That's why I'm so it's addicted to it, because it's like a mystery. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Good, yeah, for sure.
Awesome. Well, we're going to get into your story. So we're going to kind of start from the beginning. So when you think about younger you, what uh, activities were you interested in? Like how did you get your, what was your first involvement in track? Um, what else were you interested in? All that kind of stuff in the beginning. Yeah. So my family was always a very big sports family. So I kind of grew up into that. Uh, my parents worked out a lot growing up. They were athletes. My dad was a college athlete. My mom was a high school track athlete, which we make fun of her for because she never went to college <laughs> for track. But um, And then she was actually a really good hurdler. And so she started me in hurdles in like sixth grade. And growing up, though, I played all of the sports. I My favorites were basketball and cheer, actually. Mm. Um, so I was actually a cheerleader in high school from freshman to junior year. And so I did competitive cheerleading in the fall. And then I did cross country, too, uh, my junior year. So I was doing double. And it wasn't just cheerleading. It was like competitive cheerleading. It was like the the full ordeal, like travel team. Um. So yeah, I just grew up around sports. My siblings were football players and track athletes. They did sports. I tried to do theater and sing. That didn't work out. Then I realized I was fast. So then it did work out. So it was a good thing that I failed on something. So I figured it out eventually. Um, but I'd say in about fourth grade, fifth grade, I was like, oh, track's kind of fun. Um, there was like the CYO city championship and I started to win and it was obviously winning is fun. So I wanted to keep doing it and I worked really, really hard. Um, so I'd say I, my grit started there. There you go. So, sports. so can you sing a little bit? Like not like will you sing, but can you? <laughs> No, I mean, I like to think that I can, but it has just gotten a lot, a lot worse over the years. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, I loved like theater. I loved being like, I loved acting and all the play stuff, but wasn't for me. Wasn't for you. Yeah. Um. What about basketball? When did that start and stop? Basketball was from fourth grade to eighth grade. And I thought about doing it in high school, but my sister was a cheerleader, my older sister. So I'm four out of five. So I have an older sister, two older brothers and a younger sister. And she was a cheerleader. And so I kind of followed her to be a cheerleader. I I actually saw my high school basketball coach. Well, I didn't have her, but our high school coach, our basketball high school coach and I was like, my biggest regret in high school is not being on the team. I wish I did basketball, but it all worked out. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was just a middle school thing. I thought I was baller, but I probably wasn't even that good. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so cheer in the fall. And then, so you did cross country your junior year? Yes, I did cross country my junior year. And I actually made it all the way to semi-state. Oh, wow. Which back in the day was pretty tough. Now they do it where it's like there's only one. There's not even a semi-state anymore, is there? Yeah. Like the regional is now the semi-state basically. Yeah, which is insane because it was so hard to get to state um, my junior and senior year. But So what inspired that, like doing cross country? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So I actually did have like a very good purpose or a very good meaning or a reason why I did it. And that was because COVID year happened and I wanted to compete really bad. I was like starving for some competition and my coach was like, maybe you should do cross country. And I was like, "Uh, coach, I don't know. (laughs) Like a lot. But I was used to like running at least three to four miles around my neighborhood just for track training. Um, I don't know. I was just really fit at that point. And I showed up to to cross country because I wanted to compete. I wanted to be endurance for the track season. But I also didn't want to give up cheer. There was no way I was going to give up cheer because I loved cheer. And so I tried to do both and end up working out for the most part. But. I don't know. I was just in really good shape. And then I wanted to compete and be better for my junior season. Yeah. So then, then you decide not to do it. Your senior year, <laughs> one year is enough. Yeah. So senior year, no cheer. I was like, if I'm really serious about running in college, mm. I don't want to get hurt. And at that time I was getting recruited my senior year and that the falls very heavy on official visits and recruiting So I was honestly not even able to go to a lot of my cross-country meets. I couldn't even add cheer to that mix. So cheer was something I had to give up. And it was okay because at that time I was kind of burnt out from it. And I was not – I wasn't excited about it anymore, which would have just been so painful to have to show up to practices every day. Yeah. Um, Cheer, I imagine, is like a pretty dynamic sport. Like you're obviously doing a lot of different movements. Is that – helpful at all for a track oh 100 percent. I mean I made me flexible for hurdles I had strong ankles from tumbling and strength training though was probably the biggest impact of of all my athletic development so and it was just it was kind of like the perfect combination honestly of of cheer well, actually, take that back. Um, cheer made me very, very recruitable, actually, because I wanted to do multi and I didn't really have high jump mm-hmm. marks to give them. But I, I'm like, oh, I used to tumble. I'm not scared to jump <laughs> or try things or flip over things. And so I kind of used cheer as like telling them I'm a I'm an athlete that can do, you know, a lot of things if that makes sense. Yeah. So is that like, a, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, you're good. I was going to say, is, is like not doing other events like kind of a deal breaker for some recruiting coaches or like since you want to do multi, like did, do they want to see all those marks? When you're right. In high school? Yeah. I mean, to definitely see like at least potential, I actually did dabble in it my senior year of high school just I mean I looked back I actually this is funny I looked I had like a video show up in like my snapchat memories and it was like old old high jump long jump videos from like a year ago or three or how long three years ago from today and like I look back at it and I'm like these are horrendous I don't (laughs) even know how I got here but somehow some way I was able to to get marks that showed potential and then obviously making it very clear that hey i don't have a coach for these events and I've only done them once but here's how it went and then 
the strength training, showing them my numbers and how strong I am, showing them, telling them I've done different sports, tumbler. You know, they like to hear that you're um, like gymnasts have a good, good rep uh, for being like a good athlete. So just kind mm. of hearing that. And then what else was it? Oh, what really was good was my 800 time and my 60 hurdle time. Cause it really did not correlate to like, she's a sprinter and she can run a pretty mm-hmm. good 800. So that was like the first sign. And then strength training kind of sh- proved my shot put like, Hey, I I've got some muscles I can throw. Um, and then long jump and high jump, just technical, you can work on it. So yeah, it definitely, it definitely helped doing some of those events and then um, some coaches that recruited me didn't want me for multi and they were like, I only want you to hurdle. And mm-hmm. so that was a different conversation that I had to have with them. But yeah. So kind of going off that, like obviously on the track, you're probably most known like in high school for your hurdle success. Like how'd you get interested in doing multi like in the, I guess in the present now. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast. In addition to other subscriber only content, including extra content on race previews and recaps, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.